Hey, it's Carly here and you are listening to the Made For More podcast and I'm so excited to bring you this interview today. Oh my God, I've wanted to get this girl on my show for ages. So this week I get the privilege of interviewing the incredible Kaylee Watson. Kaylee is, I don't even know how to describe her because I could say all the things that she does. So she does coaching, she does social media, marketing, community, all of those things. But really what Kaylee is, is just some kind of magical wizard of knowledge of all things online business. <laughs> she's absolutely amazing. And I'm just obsessed with her energy and everything that she's about. And uh, yeah, I'm so excited for you to hear this episode because I asked her loads of things about building a community online, Facebook groups, membership programs, things like that. Um, but also just about social media content strategy and not even just the technical side of stuff, but actually just the human side of social media and, you know, kind of building those relationships and those communities. So um, yeah, I'm so excited for you to listen to this episode. I absolutely loved it. I got so much from it. And when I was recording it, I kept thinking, oh, I want to send it to this person. Oh, I want this person to hear this. So that's when you know you've got a good episode when you can't wait to share it. So if you're the same as me and you feel like you can't wait to share this with someone else that you think will find it valuable, then please share it with them. Um, And definitely, definitely take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram and let everyone know about this episode because there is so much amazing content in it. And I love to hear what bits you absolutely loved as well. So make sure you let me know. So definitely tag me at Made For More Pod. And of course, if you're loving the episode then or loving the podcast, then head over to um, Apple iTunes, leave me a five-star review and let me know what it is in particular that you're loving. Because I love, I actually love specific uh, feedback, like letting me know exactly what it is that you love um, or exactly what it is that you want more of. I'm so, so open to it. So I'm going to just jump straight into the episode and I can't wait to hear what you think. Bye. Holly, I am so excited and honored to be here with you. Uh, I'm so excited as well. I'm also a little bit nervous that by the end of the episode, I'm going to have a thick South African accent because I'm obsessed with your accent and I pick up accents really quickly and I'm worried that by the end of it, I'm going to sound like a, a budget version of you, but I'm obsessed with, with your voice. Thank you. It's so interesting because after living in the UK for five years, I literally haven't picked up anything. I come back to South Africa and I still sound fully South African. Oh. <laughs> um, Oh, it's so good. I absolutely love it. So I am so excited to talk to you today. We actually, we got on this call to do this podcast about 25 minutes ago. And I've asked you so many questions already just for my own personal gain. And then I was like, we need to get on and do the episode because you are so knowledgeable. My God, your knowledge around everything, kind of marketing, social media, community, business, everything just blows my mind. Whenever I hear you speak, I'm like, it's a woman. She's the oracle of knowledge. So um, I, I completely got carried away. And then I was like, we need to get on with this, with this episode. So I'm so excited to pick your brains in this episode and for everyone else to hear um, all of your golden nuggets. So for those who don't know you, just take us back a little bit and let us know how you've ended up here in the world of female entrepreneurship and all of that lovely stuff. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carly. So I am originally, um, as you shared, from South Africa, from a very small town. And when I was around 20 years old, I had just finished studying and I wanted to travel and explore the world and discover new cultures. And so I moved to the UK. And as I shared before, I ended up living there for five years. Um, And uh, that's essentially where I got into the world of entrepreneurship, because I was working for a company um, that was just surrounded by entrepreneurs um, and designers and 
people in the tech industry. Um, and within that space, I was working in events and marketing and essentially just with um, entrepreneurs and specifically with a um, like a membership for entrepreneurs as well. So there was a lot around um, membership, entrepreneurs, um, the operations of it and marketing and events as well. And so I have studied hospitality and events management, communication science, and I'm currently working towards being a certified life and success coach, um, NLP practitioner, hypnotherapist um, with time techniques and an EFT practitioner as well. And um, as I shared before, I have a background in high-end memberships, events, marketing, community management, and teaching creatives and entrepreneurs how to grow and monetize profitable audiences with ideal clients. So it was when I was working for this company in the UK um, that I really dived into entrepreneurship and I just fell in love with the space with personal development with mindset with the industry um, and I I was working there for about three, four years, and then I started working for Boss Babe. And so Boss Babe is a multi-million dollar startup based in the US and one of the world's fastest growing communities for ambitious women. Also really well known for all of the incredible and relatable quotes on Instagram. And so I was the first ever full-time hire as head of community. And I was in that role for a couple of years before being promoted to a full-time coaching role within the Boss Babe products and programs. And being a startup, I um, had the incredible opportunity of immersing myself in all different departments. You know, in a startup, you're wearing all the hats. And so I um, was super privileged and um, had the amazing opportunity to work within operations and sales and marketing and coaching and education and um, all a community and all the pieces. And so that's essentially how I have landed up um, teaching entrepreneurs and creatives and coaching and working within the entrepreneurial realm. So good. I mean, it's just, you've got so much experience. You're, you're quite young as well, aren't you? How old are you? Uh, 26. Oh yeah, we've got so much experience in the world and you're like you're only 26. I think it's amazing. So something that I actually met you because we um I first became aware of you through Boss Babe and I was um part of the Facebook group and stuff like that and a coaching program. And the Facebook group community side of things is something that I really want to talk to you about because you are like the community queen. You are so good at cultivating community and bringing everyone together and making everyone feel supported. And I wanted to talk to you about Facebook groups because I tend to, I've got a really good Facebook group with my team, which is great. But when it comes to like customer stuff and building communities like that, I feel like I get really excited and I'm like, yes, I'm going to create a Facebook group and it's going to be amazing. And then after a while, it just kind of dwindles and the energy dwindles. And I feel like there's just not a lot going on there. And I've had that happen quite a lot. Um, and so now when I think about creating a Facebook group, I just feel like it's like, it takes a lot of work. So ha tell me about that. How do you what are your top tips for creating an amazing Facebook group where it's like a real community vibe? Mm, this is such a good question because at the end of the day, when it comes to cultivating a community, it's all about understanding those who are in your community. It's understanding your members and it's actually getting real-time feedback as to what it is that they need as well. So if you think about the, if you think about it on the subconscious level and the psychology behind it, you want your members to feel seen and valued and heard. So whether that is for a paid community or whether it's for a free community, the key is to um, figure out exactly 
exactly what those retentative levers are um, within your community so that they stay engaged and connected to you. Because if they, if your members feel engaged and connected to you, you're going to be able to retain them for longer. So there's more of an excitement. There's more of a hype and it's long lasting as well. They, they essentially invest into you and your brand and they trust everything that they're putting out, that you're putting out there as well. And so the biggest thing I would say when it comes to a Facebook group is to lead with value. And so if you are creating thought leadership posts and you are creating content that really serves them and really gives back to them and really supports them based on exactly where they currently are in their journey and what they're currently experiencing or you know what their desired transformation is, if you're creating content that really supports them and serves them in that way and it's really leading with value, so whether that's you putting out um, regular Facebook posts, whether that's you showing up live, um, for the most part, I would say if you have the team and if you have the resources and the capacity to literally posting in there every single day um, is super powerful. And so if you are putting out content, leading with value, um, it's likely that they're going to be so invested in and, and trusting of what you are putting out there. And it, they, they learn to trust the cadence of what you put out there and when you put it out there as well. And so leading with value, um, whether, like I said, whether that's with posts or going live um, or by means of resources or links or anything that you share in there. Um, but then also figuring out exactly what will resonate with them, what will really land with them. So asking them for real-time feedback, what are your current challenges? What are your current blocks? What are, what are you currently um, working towards? What are your goals? Um, and then second to that, so leading with value, but then also um, allowing the space for connection, community, and um, facilitating a space for collaboration. So I truly do believe in um, champion, championing collaboration over competition. And so if you have a Facebook group where they know if they go to that space it's going to be exciting it's going to be inspiring they're going to learn from each other they're going to be able to connect with each other collaborate with each other then it will keep them coming back and it will retain them within that group as well and so regularly putting up threads um i would say you know engagement posts or you know facilitating a space where people can connect you know whether it's in the comments and also allowing them to share more about them personally as well so whatever the desired transformation is whether it's got to do with your business or whether has got to do with any other aspects of a community, you know, whether it is a mom's group or whether it's a local community group, um, by putting pieces out there that can facilitate that connection and allow them to share about themselves as well. So everybody is so unique. And that's actually the power um, of community. Everybody is so unique in their thought diversity, their experiences, their skill sets, strengths, weaknesses, all the things that if you allow them to share about themselves and you know what, they um, desire to work towards or anything that will allow them to connect, um, anything that will allow them to relate to each other, um, then you're going to have high engagement as well. Another piece, some more practical pieces when it comes to having an engaged Facebook group is that you need to make sure that you welcome your members into the group within the first 24 hours of them being accepted into the group. Um, and the reason for this is due to the algorithm if they are notified within the first 24 hours of them joining the group, if they receive a notification from the group, then they'll regularly receive, Facebook will regularly send them notifications from your group versus if they're not, they may not actually see your group or see your posts come up. Um, and due to the algorithm, it may actually um, 
it may they may miss your posts or your Facebook group or anybody else who posts in there as well. Um, and then you also want to make sure that the group stays as high vibe and quality as possible. So this will really keep people coming back to your Facebook group community. And the way that you can do this by having a set of guidelines um, and you can essentially vet everyone who comes in. If it really works for you, you can um, have a setting turned on so that you get moderation alerts or um, you can also have a setting turned on so that moderators approve posts that go in there. And so that you know there is a common theme and there is a high vibe and quality um, aspect and expectation for your group because then they know what to expect. They trust that it's going to stay a high vibe and exciting group and that they're going to get nothing but value and um, connections within there too. That is so, wow, that is, I had no idea about the algorithm thing with stuff like um, tagging. That makes so much sense. I think that's such an interesting point of connecting, not really just thinking about having the the members connected to you, but actually facilitating connection between them as well. And I've seen, I've seen you do stuff like that before where you kind of have those collaboration posts and stuff like that. I think that's such an interesting point of really facilitating that relationship and the relationships they get from you know, other people in the group. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, like I shared, we are so unique. Everyone is so unique. And by them connecting with each other, again, for a common purpose, no matter what that will be, whether that's for business or whether that's for a local community or just a movement in general, um, if they are working towards a common purpose together, they're going to remain more connected and they're going to learn from each other. So just to use an example, if it is a group of female entrepreneurs, if you're facilitating a space where they can connect with each other and they're all on their own individual journeys they're like-minded um it's highly likely that they're all experiencing the same things at different times and so that they can support each other through it if you have a group where um someone feels like they're able to um essentially reach out and say hey i'm really struggling with setting up the tech side of my funnel can somebody support me they would likely get an answer within five minutes saying, oh my goodness, yes, this is exactly what I did when, you know, when I was working through this. Um, And so they're really able to learn a lot from each other. And I highly recommend if you are starting a Facebook group to actually be intentional about it. So just like with anything in life, if you are going to, and I'm also um, such a firm believer in the power and intention of sharing and declaring to the world um, for accountability purposes. And so if you are putting um, something out into the world and um, if you're actually just saying it out loud to yourself or putting paint to paper or in a Google Doc and actually outlining a strategy, maybe a beautiful pitch deck if you're a visual person. Um, but I highly recommend that if you are going to be having a Facebook group community, you do really want to have it um, with intention so that you avoid it dwindling out and you avoid, you know, it. um essentially dropping off and the retention dropping off and so especially if it's for a paid product you want to have a high vibe Facebook group so that they see the value in the paid product literally just by that community and so I highly recommend if you're going to have a Facebook group community actually outlining a strategy beforehand while you're setting everything up while you're doing onboarding things like that um, so that you are being very strategic about it what are the core values of the group what are we hoping to achieve what is the desired transformation what is the common purpose how 
we going to keep it high vibe and super quality? Um, and that way you will be able to be, you'll be able to be more strategic about what you're putting into the group, but then you can also think really differently and creatively about the content that you put into the Facebook group. So asking questions that are really engaging, thinking differently, like how can I facilitate connection? How can I lead with value? What are, how can can I get feedback? What are the blocks and challenges? Am I going to use GIFs? Am I going to use video? Am I going to go live? Am I going to do a Q&A? Am I going to support them in, you know, a comments thread? Um, am I going to use images? Because images really help with the algorithm as well. Um, and so thinking creatively and differently about and being strategic about how you drive engagement and re retention and connection within that Facebook group community. So good. I absolutely love that. That's so interesting because I know that we were talking before and you were saying about how um, like membership sites and stuff like that, the retention rate is actually quite low, isn't it? Like three to four months. Generally, people would stay within a, a kind of membership thing. So all of those tips are massively going to help with that, aren't they? If you kind of create a bit of a community where they feel like, oh, you know, I don't want to leave this group of people, though. I don't want to not have this connection. Um, that's a key part, I guess, of the retention, isn't it? And keeping people in the game. Absolutely, because they'll be able to see the value just by forming those connections, just by the value that they get from you and just by the excitement and hype. It also creates a sense of um, FOMO. So if you create a community and whether this is on Instagram or in a private Facebook group community, if you create a community that has an identity and um, something that they're able to embody where they can also feel seen and valued and heard, um, then you're going to be able to retain your members, whether that's paid, whether that's not paid, whether that's your Instagram, a Facebook group community, um, if they feel like a part of that, like they belong at the end of the day, if you think about the psychology behind it, it is one of our um, human core needs. And that is the emotions um, and the feelings of, of belonging and of being a part of community, right? And this has been around forever. Um, and so if you're able to make them feel like they belong and they're a part of this community and they can embody this identity, um, then you'll be able to retain them. And that's why it's also so important to have your strategy prior to launching your private Facebook group um, because then they are going to, you're going to be more strategic about how you kind of connect them to the common theme, to the common purpose and to those core values of the community too. So true. So, so true. Oh, it's so interesting because I've actually got with my network marketing company where um, we've started a kind of like a membership site and it's all about um, you get like a success coach in the morning and then you get a fitness class in the daytime and there's loads of stuff like that. So that they're amazing tips. Thank you so much for that. I've, I've taken so much from that. So obviously there is no way I can talk to you without um, talking about social media because you are the social media queen and I I, I, we're, do, we, we're working on some projects together, aren't we? And I messaged you and I said, um, Katie, can you give me some ideas about, you know, social media content and stuff that I can do? And you're like, yeah, 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 sure. And then you literally came back with like a full Google document of ideas, like a full strategy. I was like, this woman's brain <laughs> is nuts. I absolutely love it. So um, in terms of, obviously we've talked about creating community on Facebook groups and everything like that. Um, for the people that are mainly like Instagram based and they're trying to, build a community based around, you know, kind of like a personal brand, what kind of social media things can you do to really kind of, you know, get that engagement and build that community through Insta? 
Okay, perfect. And thank you so much for this question. Um, you know how obsessed I am with all things audience growth, content creation, and social media. So this is super <laughs> exciting to me. Okay, so first things first, um, like I like we were just speaking about, it's about having a community and really knowing who you're speaking to. So if you think about even the psychology behind sales, right, and your messaging and the way that you position yourself as a thought leader and expert, the go-to, no matter what your business or brand is. You want to make sure that you are speaking to someone in particular um, because that's how you're going to be able to get a subconscious reaction. And so if you're able to get into the mindset of your ideal client and create content that really resonates with them, that's how you are going to drive engagement. That's how you're going to keep them coming back for more. And that's how you're also going to get eyes of your other ideal clients onto your content. And so I truly do believe that content, I know there's like all these different pieces out there about what content should be and there's all these different content packets and it's all very true you know content should be um it should be in different buckets and it should be with different pillars and that's all very true but I like to keep things simple I'm all about efficiency and so I believe that content should be um one of three things or all so educational inspirational or entertaining and the reason is because this does really resonate with people and it drives them to take action on your content So you don't want to spend so much time on creating a really valuable piece of content and you put it out there and people like it, but it doesn't, you know, intrinsically they like it and they see, you know, it maybe resonates with them, but it doesn't really entice them to drive um, action and to do take action on it and to actually engage with it or share it to their stories. Um, And so you want to make sure that you are creating content in a way that resonates, um, but, you know, that actually drives action. So if you are in the mindset of your ideal client, if you really resonate with them, and then you might create an entertaining piece of content. Maybe it's like a viral quote or something. And have you ever been scrolling on Instagram on your feed or on the explore page? And then you actually see a quote and you stop and you like have a proper little giggle because you're like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> and so that's what you want your ideal client to feel like. Um, you want your ideal client to feel like you are in their brain. You just understand them because that's how you're going to drive engagement. And so I recommend um, that it be educational, entertaining or inspirational. Um, And if you are putting out a lot of educational content, just like I was sharing about the Facebook group community, if you're leading with value, this is going to position you as the authority um, and as the expert and the go-to as well. And so also um, create social proof for you. And so I would highly recommend um, investing time in your content creation, but also in your engagement and your growth strategies too. So how can I be strategic about, you know, um, engaging with my ideal clients, connecting with my ideal clients, engaging with their content um, and responding to all of the comments on your own posts and in your DMs, because that's going to drive engagement um, and make, again, it's all about community, right? Make them feel seen and valued and heard. So when it comes to your content, if you can make it feel related and also shareable and then you'll be able to see some traction growth and virality and by knowing your ideal clients and you're able to strategically map out what content you're going to put out there and so something again all about efficiency and um, stream streamlining 
um, everything that you're doing within your business or within your brand and Instagram and content creation, I highly recommend that you see what is current and trending. So what is working well for others? What is high, high performing? Um, so that you can take inspiration from that because perhaps you know that that is resonating with your ideal clients. And at the end of the day, if you're going to drive engagement on your own content, you're going to get more algorithmic favor. Um, and so you'll be able to get more eyes on your content too. And so diversify your content strategy. Again, I'm all about being, you know, strategic and intentional about it. So diversify your content strategy to include like carousels, reels, educational pieces, infographics, quote style posts, um, personal images, absolutely, because the human brain actually connects with human faces. And by you sharing personal content um, and images of you, headshots, branding, uh, branding images, whatever that looks like, it will allow them to um, get to know, like, and trust you and connect with you as well. Um, so IGTV collaborates with other thought leaders and experts and brands on lives. So the opportunities really are endless, but I highly recommend that you do um, diversify your content strategy. So you're putting different, um, different types of content out there. And video content outperform, outperforms static content like it's nobody's business. Any day of the week, um, always choose video content if you feel comfortable comfortable with that um, and showing up consistently as well this is huge so posting consistently at least once a day on your feed um, showing up on IG stories face to camera will always get the highest engagement as well um, and if you think about the psychology behind sales actually positioning you know crafting your messaging in a way that resonates with your ideal client and a tip that you can use is actually if you ask your um if you ask your audience exactly what their challenges are what their goals are what their pain and desire points are if you ask them whether that is by asking them to dm you or to leave it in like a questions box or in um if you have a call to action for them to leave it in the comments underneath a feed post or even via email if you ask them these for the for this feedback you can use you can copy and paste um the words and the languaging that they use to let you know their feedback and you can use that on your marketing on your instagram stories on your instagram uh, copy on your email sales pages all the things because that's going to resonate with them um, at, in a higher way because it's literally using their own verbiage back at them. And so that's going to resonate with them and you're going to have a higher conversion rate. Um, and something else, if you are looking to sell on Instagram, what I highly recommend is that you condition your audience to take action on what you're putting out there. So for example, if you are sharing Instagram stories, you don't always need to be selling in order to condition or promoting in order to condition them to buy from you or to swipe up on your, if you have a swipe up link or, you know, to um, leave an emoji, if you have a call to action to, you know, comment underneath your feed posts. But what you could do is have a recipe, um, so link to a recipe. So you're not necessarily benefiting or gaining anything monetarily from that but you're enticing them and encouraging them to take action on whatever it is that you're putting out there so that when you are promoting your own paid products and programs or even free webinars, trainings, anything like that, they're more likely going to swipe because they're used to taking action and driving engagement on your content. I even thought about like, yeah, like conditioning your audience to take action and kind of like conditioning them to behave in a way that you want to in a way, do you know what I mean? Just saying like, like, you know, when I post something and I ask you to take action on it, you get value from it. And so when you keep teaching them that, when it does come to actually selling something, they're much more likely to, to buy it. That makes so much sense. And that's so simple. 
Yeah. And in addition to that, it's all about speaking to what motivates your ideal client in particular or your audience or your community, however you would like to look at it. And so um, another aspect of this would be making sure that your content is aesthetically pleasing. And so that's why it's really powerful to have a well thought out and cohesive and balanced feed as well. Um, And so for this reason, it's super powerful to batch your content that also streamlines things. However, um, I do also recognize and appreciate that some people aren't in flow state um, and or, or don't necessarily like to batch their content because they like to be in flow state um, when they are creating their content. And so they prefer to actually do it on the fly, which is absolutely fine too. And I must be honest with you, I'm exactly the same. Um, however, if you're not going to batch your content, I highly recommend that you just plan your content. And the reason for this is then you will again be intentional about the way that your feed looks in terms of the imagery, in terms of the branding, how your brand personality and colors shine through. And you'll also have clarity on exactly what it is that you're putting out there. So you know on which days you're promoting, you know on which days you are building um, authority, you know on which days you are driving engagement. Um, And so essentially just by speaking to the different motivators um, of your ideal client, um, it's important to um, keep that in mind that you are making it aesthetically pleasing and a a big way to do this, a very powerful way is to actually, um, if not batch your content, just plan so you have um, clarity on what you're putting out there. And then it's awesome. It also makes it so much easier for you and it will um, allow you to be more consistent versus just waking up every day being like, oh my goodness, I don't know what to post today. Um, It will allow you to be more consistent in putting out content if you have planned it in advance, even if you haven't necessarily written out the copy. And if you want to wait until you're in flow state and, uh, you know, to write out the copy and to um, think about your call to actions and things like that, just having clarity on exactly what it is you're going to put out when will um, really, really help you. So true. Sometimes you just wake up and you're just not feeling creative, aren't you? Like sometimes I'm, I can be so creative and other days I wake up and I think, I don't know anything of what I want to write today. I've got no idea what I want to say to the world today. Um, but yeah, it's so, so true. And I love the idea of um, using the text that you get in your um, audience's feedback as the text to connect with them again and it's so true I always get um the, the, the ones that always make me laugh is whenever I get I see a quote and it's normally talking about someone eating loudly that is normally like you know me like there's, there's a quote that's like there was a, loads of people when it was Valentine's Day there was a picture of a uh, a Valentine's card and it said um if you are eating near me I, I visualized about your death <laughs> and, oh, and so many people sent it to me because I literally have such a a thing about people eating but yeah there are so many things I feel like the the Instagram algorithm knows knows exactly. that I have a fear and you see that piece of content was so relatable to you <laughs> and yeah. it was so shareable because everyone was like oh my goodness that's Carly I have to share it to her yeah totally honestly Instagram's got me sussed anything any kind of meme about um loud eating I see them all now um but yeah that is so so true so um in terms of getting mega organized then with your social media and all of that what are your top golden tools for getting mega organized with social media? Okay, so getting organized with social media, honestly, it doesn't have to be anything big and scary. Um, So there are loads of project management softwares that you can kind of slot things into and really plan out in detail. 
what I would recommend is literally just outlining a content calendar in a Google spreadsheet. So a Google spreadsheet to me is just everything. Um, and so you can essentially map everything out. It can be super detailed. It can be uh, super high level, whatever really works for you. Um, but in addition to that, another super powerful way to plan out your content is using a software called Airtable. And so Airtable is just so um, aesthetically pleasing. It's so user-friendly. And this works really, really well for content specifically. And then in addition to that, you, of course, have other... Um, you know, project management softwares and things like that. When it comes to social scheduling, again, there's just so many. So um, what I highly recommend for Instagram is Planoly. And then there's other softwares such as um, Hootsuite, Buffer, Sprout Social, Later.com. Um, and so there are a lot out there. What I would highly recommend, though, is that you ensure that if you are using a software and kind of linking it to your social media and to your uh, different platforms, that you ensure it's a reputable or a well-trusted and established uh, software and company. Because how Instagram works is um, in terms of the algorithm if for some reason Instagram thinks even if you are doing absolutely nothing wrong if for some reason Instagram thinks that you are going to be tricking the algorithm um, to try and drive engagement or something like that they could shadow ban you and lose your account uh, just last week I had a friend who's a social media manager and she has an account with like 13,000 followers and it just disappeared literally off the face of the planet it just disappeared it went away um, and I was actually co-working with her on the same day as well couldn't find it on her phone couldn't find it on my phone couldn't find it on laptops nothing went away the entire team started freaking out um and then four hours later it just came back and this was actually the second time it had happened the first time it had happened it went away for like four weeks and obviously if you are a business driving revenue through Instagram um you don't want to lose your Instagram account because you know it it does affect your sales it does negatively impact your sales and so if you are going to use a software to like manually schedule your uh, sorry to um automatically automatically um have your posts go out then I do recommend that you use one like Planoly because it is an official partner of Instagram and it is trusted and just lastly to that as well um, I just want to add that it's super important not to use Instagram as a crutch for your business. If you are monetizing your audience on Instagram, it's super important not to use Instagram as a crutch. I always recommend that you build your business on two different places or two different platforms. And so number one would be um, the social media platform of your choice where you know your ideal client is going to be spending the most amount of their time. But not just that, but where they're also going to be making most of their buying and purchasing decisions. So for example, um, if your ideal client is spending the majority of their time on Instagram, but actually they're making most of their purchasing decisions based on feedback that they get on Facebook groups, you need to make sure that you take that into account. And the second place is your email marketing list. So your email marketing list is absolute gold and the conversion rates are absolutely insane when it comes to email marketing um and so if instagram were to absolutely go away tomorrow touch wood it won't but if instagram were to absolutely disappear all your instagram accounts um you still have your audience somewhere else you still have all of your warm and nurtured leads somewhere else so that you can still maintain um and drive revenue through that uh, so that you're not just relying entirely on instagram 
Yeah, so true. I'm all about the email marketing. I think it's so, so valuable. And we actually, um, myself, Michelle, we put a lot of time into creating content to, in order to build our email list and stuff like that. And you helped us with one of our, with one of our opt-ins actually, didn't you? Our social media strategy planner. Do you love that one? Oh my goodness. It is absolutely amazing. <laughs> if you haven't already seen that, um, Carly, can I request that you like leave the link in the show notes? Oh yeah, I will do. This is phenomenal. I, how many times have I messaged you? People like, Carly, this is the most valuable <laughs> opt-in I've ever seen in my life. Ah. <laughs> uh. It is so good. The thing is that the thing I love about um, building an email list, though, is that A, obviously, it's great for you to build your email list. But B, in the process of it, your clients or your audience, they actually get amazing content for free as well, don't they? So like it's such a win win for both parties and you're able to really provide massive, massive value. More so like that guide. I couldn't provide that on my Instagram. There's too much content in it. There's too much in it. It's a full on tool. So you're able to offer so much and, and give it away for free. And yeah, in, in return, obviously you're building your email list, which is perfect. But yeah, I absolutely love that as a email marketing is the hundred percent the way forward, isn't it? Absolutely. And not relying entirely on Instagram. And when it comes to your email marketing for anyone who is building out their email marketing or uh, growing their community with their email marketing list, um, it's all about an energy exchange, right? So when you are creating an opt-in, again, going back to the psychology behind sales, going back to your ideal client, the same with the Facebook group content, the same with Instagram content, what is really going to resonate with my ideal client? Um, And thinking, how can I lead with value? How how can I actually um, provide such a transformation in you know my ideal client's life at this point in time using this resource I'm about to create? And it's an energy exchange. You lead with so much value in this resource that you give to them for free, and they in return exchange with their email address so that you can um, you know further connect with them and provide them with value as well. So true. So, so true. Okay. I've got one more question that I want to ask you. I know that I've, I've kept you so long. I've kept you lo- longer than our allocated time because I just can't stop asking you questions. But um, one thing I wanted to ask you is that you've now worked with thousands of female entrepreneurs and, you know, specifically female um, coaches as well. And there's such a vast array of coaches and everything like that. What is it that you think make some people wildly successful and have the most insane businesses and then some people feel like they just keep going around in circles and kind of hitting that wall this is such a powerful question and um to be honest with you there are a few different a few different pieces okay so number one is the content and the strategy and the value that you provide to them and um, essentially helping them with the desired transformation. What exactly is it that they hope to achieve? And then supporting them with that transformation and having a clear roadmap as to how you're going to do that. So some of the most successful and thriving coaching businesses that I have seen is where you actually have programs of structure and you give them a clear roadmap and you, um, you give them a clear structure of how they're going to achieve their desired transformation because then it makes the, it makes it feel more real for them as well and they're able to visualize that in transformation and it keeps them more engaged and connected just like what we were sharing earlier about you know communities having them engaged and connected that's super important um, and so monitoring their progress if you can see that they're not necessarily making progress um, and they're not working through an online course or a coaching program that you have like how can you re-engage them can you send re-engagement emails can you gamify the program and offer prizes for accountability can you introduce challenges things like that 
And the second piece um, that I'd love to share with you when it comes to being a really successful coach is the accountability piece. So content and strategy, you know, and that value that you provide is super important, but the accountability changes the game. And so if you're checking in with them, if you are, you know, really making them feel seen and valued and heard and understanding their journey and offering support based on where they currently are at and not just kind of putting out blanket strategy for that, you know, that because everyone, as we were talking about before, everybody is so unique and so different um, and everyone is experiencing something different so if for the most part you are able to really get um, insight into what their um, journey looks like what their challenges are what their blocks are and keep them accountable to moving through it then you're going to you know have the highest results for your um, for your ideal clients or you know your clients in your program you're going to have the highest results for them they're going to be able to achieve the highest transformation and create the most income and impact as well and something else is really understanding their vision and so when it comes to the delivery and the overall customer experience you want to make sure that they are feeling seen and valued and heard and like they belong and that they are achieving results and they are going to be achieving results if you are, um, if they're having an incredible experience with you. So really thinking strategically before launching your one-to-one program or your group coaching program or whatever it is, your online course, thinking strategically about how am I going to keep them um, engaged and allow them to have the most incredible experience with working, um, you know, in my brand or in my community. And so delivering an exceptional experience where they feel like they're being taken care of and um in addition to that the the accountability piece is crucial because it helps them stay engaged and connected to the overall transformation and to um the the course in itself so true i love what you say about um kind of having that structure and that kind of guideline that you can teach someone. I'm actually doing a webinar in a couple of weeks about that and i'm going to be teaching how coaches can actually create a structure that they can you know, give to their clients and create that transformation. But at the same time, um, as a coach, having the flexibility to understand that everyone is so different. And so you have to adapt with people like, you know, in the mastermind that me and Michelle have been running, um, everyone's so different, you know, people respond to information in different ways, people's journeys go different. And I think it's so important as a coach, isn't it, to just adapt and understand what's going to help motivate each individual. Yes, you have your structure, but you have to understand people personally as well don't you absolutely and something else that I would love to share is actually the energetic side of that as well so always holding the vision for them holding them accountable to the highest vision and um you know consistently reminding them of what they're working towards and keeping them accountable to that as well and so when it comes to yourself as a coach you are going to be able to be the most successful and thriving coach possible if you are also holding yourself accountable to your own vision and to the vision of your clients and in the way that you're able to show up. And so always making sure you are creating spaciousness, you're creating boundaries, you are creating um, communication, conscious communication, and that 
you are looking after your own energy and your own states that you are able to show up in the highest way possible. To me, when it comes to coaching, it's all about embodiment. So how can I embody my highest self and harness my highest potential so that I can help and support my clients to embody their highest version and to harness their highest potential too? So true. I mean, this is like a whole nother conversation that I could just, I could go down this complete rabbit hole, but I definitely think as a coach and when you're in a place of service to others, where you're really trying to help other people, what I've learned is that actually by having boundaries and not giving everything, A, you actually empower the client a lot more, but also, like you say, you're able to give a lot more of yourself in the process. Um, And that was something that uh, took me a little while to learn. I probably only learned that within the last year of realizing that actually setting boundaries is a really important thing as a coach. Um, And like you say, it actually enables you to be a better coach, even though you feel like sometimes you might be giving less. Um, yeah, it's such an interesting thing. Amazing. So I have three quick fire questions, which I'm going to ask you, which I ask all of my um, listeners. So first of all is what does success look like to you? How do you define it? Success to me is harnessing my highest potential, creating my dream reality and empowering others to do the same. Oh, I love that. (laughs) What is your biggest book or podcast recommendation? The Rise and Conquer podcast by Georgie Stevenson and books. Oh my goodness. I truly do believe that all leaders are readers. I could go on about books forever. <laughs> um, but from the top of mind, High Performance Habits by Brenda Bouchard is super powerful. The Alchemist is another incredible book. And what else? Think Like a Monk by Jay Shetty. I am currently halfway through and I'm absolutely obsessed. Oh, I love Jay Shetty. He's so good. Um, Okay. And then lastly is who is your biggest inspiration? Who is my biggest inspiration? Honestly, this is a bit of a personal one, but my dad, um, he has taught me to just have the most incredible zest for life. And I think it was actually my dad who taught me that I can create my absolute dream reality and that anything is possible. Oh, I love that. It is so true. I mean, what an amazing message to pass on to your kids that they can achieve anything they want to. I think, yeah, you you definitely 100% can achieve anything you want to. Um, And I've just absolutely loved chatting to you. Thank you so much, Kaylee. I've got so much admiration for everything that you are and everything that you're doing. And I can't wait to follow you and see everything that you create in the future. Amazing. Thank you so much, Carly. And also thank you for such powerful questions. I always say that the quality of your life depends on the quality of the questions that you ask. And you've just asked, you know, incredible questions that allow for deeper integration and connection and progress. So thank you so much. Ah, you're a dream. You literally make my heart warm. Amazing. Thank you so much, Kaylee. I can't wait to chat to you soon. See, what did I tell you? How good is she? She is like, literally, she blows my mind. Whenever we get on a call together, I end up just asking her so many questions and we end up going down like the craziest rabbit holes because she'll say something that will just spark something in my brain. And then I'm like, oh my God, I need to know about this. So um, I know that you got so much from that and I'm sure that you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you love it, please head over to Instagram, um, take a screenshot, share on Instagram at Pod, and let me know what you're loving. And of course, head over to Apple iTunes and, um, 
leave me a five-star review. And if you want to get your hands on the social media strategy guide that Kaylee mentioned, you can find that in the link of this, the show notes of this podcast. But you can also head over to my uh, Instagram, go in the link tree and you can find it on there. Or you can go to inspiredactionacademy.co and you can also get all of our downloads on there as well. That is mine and Michelle's um, latest website, which is all singing, all dancing. I'm so excited about it. Head over to there and see all of the amazing free stuff that we've got to give away. Thanks so much, guys. I can't wait to speak to you next week and I'll see you soon. Bye.